Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Kind of under the cover of darkness, but the Denver Broncos have now agreed to terms with the New Orleans Saints for compensation to the to complete the trade of Sean Payton. And what it is, is the New Orleans Saints receive a first rounder and a second rounder for Sean Payton and a third rounder going back. So essentially a first rounder and a pick swap now need to finalize a deal. Uh, now need to finalize a deal with Sean Payton, which should really be no issue. This is going to happen. Sean Payton now expected to be going to be the Denver Broncos head coach. Adam Schefter, he and Ian Rappaport were... A um, little bit of a back and forth or yeah, a battle. I feel yesterday. like they were arguing over Twitter. By that, I mean being fed different information by agents. Is that fair? I took that as, unless I'm mixing this up in my head, that Schefter's sources were on the uh, on Bro- the Broncos side yes. of things and that Rappaport's were on the D'Amico Ryan's side of things. Maybe. Yeah, basically, Rappaport said the Broncos were all over the place until they finally landed on Peyton after D'Amico Ryans decided to go to Houston. Right. And they were also on Jim Harbaugh, and Schefter's like, no, 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 it was all coincidence. They just wanted Sean Peyton. On Peyton, here's a question for you. 803-0550 on, on coaches and maybe on a general NFL conversation before I get to my draft question. Is there a defensive coach not in the game that would be hired for that compensation, a first and a second. That's the first part of the question. The second part is, let's say Belichick retires. Uh-huh. Would a team pay a first and a second to get Bill Belichick? Should or would? Both. Should, no. Would? would? Yes. You think so? Are you sure? Come on. There's an... Who's the owner? Jim Ursay? <laughs> Mark Davis? Okay. Like I don't want to just make it about buffoon owners that would just do whatever to get him, but sure, I think an owner... Could look at it and think, "Oh my God, I can get Bill Belichick." Right. What do you want? Blank check. Sure, I, I think I think he would fetch that. Should he? No. Who is the best defensive coach not working that's on the market, and would they get that price? Is it Vic Fangio? Bill Bill Cower. I mean, Bill Cowher. guys that are guys that not in the game. For. Dude, I mean, Fangio's taking the job as a defensive coordinator. He's going right, to be paid right, very right. well. Yep. And I saw Marcel Louis Jacques still reporting as of last night. All signs point to Miami. They think they're going to get him. And the, you know, the speculation he could join a different staff. But that, my, I heard a clip, and maybe we'll play it a little bit later. Out, fr- out of Denver, and I forget who the reporter was. He sounded like it was he was going to go back to Denver, hmm. and the only thing that he's working through is the weirdness of going. Like he has not been anywhere else. Like he sat out last year. The weirdness of you got fired as Broncos head coach. The next job you take is Broncos defensive coordinator. Just like staying there. Mm-hmm. 
It'd be like if 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 Rex Ryan got fired from the Bills, sat out a year, and then became the Bills' defensive coordinator. Like it would just be very strange. That is very odd. Um, so we'll see. We'll see on him, but he wouldn't be that name. Uh, do you buy the off- yeah Cower right? Like a, a retired guy that's yeah. on TV right now. Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan. Do you buy the offensive defensive coach advantage built in? Yes, I do too. Yes, I do. I think part of what makes Sean Payton to me worth a first and a second round pick is what he will do for my quarterback. It's all to me about if he's going to get my quarterback right, that's where the value comes in. To me, that is where that that win comes in. And I know Belichick is first in the last, or from 2009 to 2020, a chart I reference in wins above replacement. But to me, it is all about if I'm hiring a coach and I have to move a first and a second round pick to get him, to me, that is only worth it if I am... If I'm trusting that he's going to get more out of my quarterback and he's going to salvage my quarterback, because I'm, especially if you're Denver, you are stuck with that. So you don't have many options. You can't move off of Russell Wilson. You just paid him. So your only option is I got to do whatever I can to make him right. And if you find a coach you think can do that, then that is worth the first and the second. Yeah, you find the most expensive and most qualified, although they wanted, according to Ian Rappaport, they wanted D'Amico Ryans, who would not have been. That coach for Russell Wilson. Here's the guy. I, he's on a team right now, but let's say he wanted a new challenge. Mike Tomlin would get traded for a first and a second round pick, would okay. he not? That's that's probably right, yeah. I'm not advocating that. I'm not sure that would be the greatest. Are you subscribing to that for, for like the compensation part of it? Like, Would Tomlin be worth a first and a second to you? Maybe. He consistently outperforms. He really does. He does. He consistently outperforms. There are things about his tendencies that I think could be improved. But the, the the general point about offensive versus defensive coach as your head guy, I mean, of course, here the Bills have a defensive head coach. He's a very good coach. I don't think that you can't be a good head coach if you're a defensive mindset or come from a defensive coaching background. We talked about this with Sal. He brings up that John Harbaugh, who's a really good coach, was a special teams coach. So was Tomlin, right? He's a special teams coach at one point. So Yeah, before he was special teams, then a court defensive coordinator, and then, yeah. yeah. And sometimes, you know, you can flip back and forth. Um, I'm thinking about, though, the continuity point, and you know, like your point about quarterback. The team that got mocked more than any this year for their plan was New England. Yeah. Who they needed a change at offensive coordinator because Josh McDaniels left, and it just always seems like the conversation around these quarterbacks and these coaches, if you have a defensive coach, you're going to constantly roll through offensive coordinators, either because yeah. it's going well or because it's going poorly. But they're always going to leave. It's very rare that they stay for that long. And if you are an offensive coach, that could also happen. right? It's happened to Sean McVay. He's lost Zach Taylor mm-hmm. and Kevin Stefanski and Kevin O'Connell. Are they all off that tree? Like and the, there's the, and Staley, yeah. Brandon Staley, the the Andy Reid tree. He's a defensive coach, Staley though, right? Defensive oh yeah, background. yeah, yeah. Yep. The Andy Reid tree. You see the uh, these offensive coaching trees branch out and have lots of other success. Whether it's the Kyle Shanahan tree producing Mike McDaniel, and he's off. To me, the 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 offensive trees, they look a little more dependable. Is it a coincidence that every single one of Belichick's assistants that went elsewhere shouldn't say everyone Brian Dable's doing pretty well but most of them have kind of faltered and fizzled out whether that's you know Romeo Cronell or even his offensive play callers I I suppose 
Can I, I count Charlie Weiss, even you, though that's could. college? But they, yeah, didn't they go lost well. offensive and defensive names, and it was kind of hit or miss. And I guess it, it, it could be true of the Andy Reid tree as well. I mean, Sean McDermott's off that Andy Reid tree. He worked for him in Philadelphia. The Reid tree, though, is like it's definitively more successful though than the Belichick tree. Right? Yeah. Like Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. Yeah, McDermott is gone and, to the playoffs every year as a head coach except one. And Andy Reid has had success with multiple quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, now he has Mahomes, who is the best. Yeah. But he had success but before that. Before that, he had success with others. He had success with Donovan McNabb. He Alex had success Smith. with Alex Smith, Michael Vick a little bit, right? Like oh, in, yeah. oh in yeah, Philadelphia, they went, the, they went to a conference championship game with Vick. Yeah. So Reed, I feel like if I'm looking at a coach, Andy Reed's worth a first and a second, probably more. Yes. That what I want from my coach is probably if I, if I'm starting a franchise, and to me this is very different, Joe, than the Bills need to fire McDermott and move to an offensive coach. But if I'm starting a franchise and I draft a quarterback. I'm probably going to try and find the best offensive mind, and I'm going to pair those two up as long as I can. Mm-hmm. The, find me a tandem right now that is more lock-solid that will never be broken up than Mahomes and Reed. Is there another tandem in the entire NFL that is as solid as that? As long as they're work- – oh, as solid as that. Yeah. As long as they want to work together, they right. will. Right, and that will basically come down to how long does Andy Reed want to coach. Yep. Um, no, they're they're it. They're it. Shana, if Shanahan ever finds his Mahomes, maybe then he's in the conversation, but he's not yet done that. So, no, it's them two. It's them two, and it's probably by a wide margin. Who's second? Look at all the young quarterbacks right now. Because if we're doing part of this is the offensive mentality, right? I mean, McDermott's not going to work for this, right? They, they look pretty rock solid, but, They're not, pretty rock solid. but not as strong. right? If you look at the other young quarterbacks, Herbert, they just changed his OC. That ain't working. Nope. In what? Who, who, I mean, who, who, I, Burrow, Burrow I think, and Zach Taylor? Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. I think Jacksonville might start to enter this territory with uh, Lawrence and Doug Peterson, but they're not there yet. Um, Lamar Jackson doesn't have that. Um, Lamar Jackson is another young quarterback fighting through coordinator turnover. And, you know, yeah. Allen hasn't had to deal with that yet. This is his first year that he had to deal with a new offensive coordinator, and they hired in-house. Yep. Meanwhile, Chad Hall, there's the news out of uh, Baltimore – Jeremy Fowler reports that Bills receivers coach Chad Hall is interviewing with the Ravens today. Yeah. Interesting that Fowler puts in his piece, Stephon Diggs has posted three straight 100-catch seasons with <laughs> Hall as his coach. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't mind giving him some of the credit, but it's it's funny how he puts that in there like, oh, he did this. He right. he made Stephon Diggs a 1,000-yard receiver. Right. <laughs> three straight seasons, they threw to him a lot. He's really good. He caught the ball. I mean, Chad Hall, by you know by all accounts – is a heck of a coach. He's pretty popular among the receiver group. I think they bought him a car, which is a pretty really? good sign that they like him. Yeah, yeah. He's also, you know, young. I mean, he's young, 36. That's so young. I Maybe he's ready for an offensive coordinator position. I did, when I'm seeing that th- thought immediately, who is going to be this team's next offensive coordinator if Dorsey improves? Like, if, if it goes well for Dorsey, how long could, how long could Dorsey be their offensive coordinator, realistically? Four years, most? Something happens at some point, right? Yeah, either, either... Either he's not doing the job well enough and they want somebody else... Or he gets a job or somewhere else. Right. And then and then we have to, you have to decide, you know, who you're promoting or who you're bringing in. And Joe Brady's the natural landing point, but he already is getting OC interest this year. Mm-hmm. And I know Hall is too, but to me, those were the two names. Brady outranks Hall for that, but I saw that and thought, well, he well, I thought was the plan B for their next coordinator behind Joe Brady, and if he's getting interest from the Ravens. You don't often see receiver coach jump to 
to coordinator though. It's like always it's always quarterback coach. Yeah. Quarterback control yeah, quarterback coach. Um I like that point though about like Reed and Mahomes and like just how many combos are like that that are even close. Cause they've been to five straight conference championships. Is it not ninety percent of the reason just that they have those two in place? And they can have so many other deficiencies around the roster or injuries and whatnot, and they still they can overcome it just because those two are always there. I mean, this year they trade away their best receiver, one yep. of the best receivers in football, and they play a ton of rookies on defense with Chris Jones, who's amazing. Yep. But their secondary is a lot of young players and experienced players. I mean, their biggest challenge, it's not going to be Tyreek Hill. Their biggest challenge will eventually be what do those two – What's, what are those two able to do when Travis Kelsey's no longer playing at this level? Right. He's 33. If three years from now at 36, he's just a pretty good tight end, or he's not even on the team anymore. I believe because Reed is so good historically and Mahomes is so talented, they would overcome that. But we haven't seen it yet. No. 803-0550 to join us on this, if you'd like. one 888 550 You know, for these Bills, trying to get to – the, the the Mahomes and the the Reed Mahomes level, it's not. I, I don't know. Like we're sitting here talking about how how rock solid those two are together. Belichick and Brady were rock solid for a long time and broke up. And Rogers, but after twenty, I know, two right, years, right, right. yeah. And Rogers breaks up with everybody. I'm thinking of the other Hall of Fame <laughs> quarterbacks who, yeah. you know, um, some of them pushed their way to. Roethlisberger had a bunch of offensive coordinators that changed over the years, right? Uh, Peyton Manning though had. Who was the old the old Colts offensive coordinator? Morris. Does that sound familiar? There was he had like the same offensive coordinator I think for a long time, but he had head coach changes right from Dungy to Caldwell. Yep. Uh, Philip Rivers had like ten different coaches. Eli yeah. Manning with Coughlin. I guess. Yep. Yeah, there's not many. Eight oh three oh five fifty. We'll go to Toby in Buffalo. Toby, good morning. Respectfully, guys, I just want to bring up some facts that I totally disagree about Chad Hall. None of our young receivers have developed. Gabe Davis has went backwards or hasn't worked up his potential. Shakir, uh, no effect. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins, I have no idea what happened to him. I don't know if there was a talent evaluation or he just didn't develop properly. But then we praise Chad Hall for being a great coach. Like, I don't think Stefan Diggs needs coaching, but I think we were missing, like, the young receivers never developed, and I think that had a lot to do with coaching. So I just wanted your opinion, like stating that facts that our receivers were not developing. I don't know how we can praise them and then have the fact that our receivers didn't develop. So well, I'm a little confused. I, I might want to point to where they were drafted, the talent level. What's the expectation of a fourth-round wide receiver? What's the expectation of a six-round receiver? Because I'd want to argue that both Gabe Davis and Isaiah Hodgins have already drastically outperformed what what typically you'll get from those rounds. Yeah, and he's been the receivers coach for a couple of years. I mean, right. With, I mean, if with, you if you told me Gabe, a f- I'm going to pick a receiver in the fourth round, and you get Gabe and he's Davis, gonna, you're going to get Gabe Davis for the next the three years he's had. Every team in the league would sign up for that. That's, if you told me Isaiah Hodgins would turn into even when he's been, even though it's a small sample, hey, I'm going to draft a receiver in the sixth round. He's going to do this. He's going to be this level of player. Everyone in the world signs up for that every single time. Yeah, that, that, that might be right. The other thing is the Bills have brought in, you know, Beasley had a career year, the best years of his career here. Yeah. And they get John Brown and Emmanuel Sanders. I, I don't think the problem for the Bills is, I mean, it's always weird to try and evaluate 
a position coach. coach. We just yeah. we never we never see that person. We don't know what they are doing on a day to day basis. If he's getting the interview, chances are word around the league is he's worth having a conversation with. Yeah. So you know, does he? Does he aspire to be an offensive coordinator? I guess so, if he's taking the interview. I, I just wouldn't want to blame him for not throwing like, the ball to Khalil Shakir. Right. I wouldn't do that either. I, I, it's, it's just like, oh, they don't have a wide receiver too. How, how come you haven't developed a guy like that? I'd want to say because you haven't drafted a guy in the first three rounds. I mean, if you draft a receiver in the first round and he turns into that guy, I'll want to give him some credit, a little bit of it. But how much of a chance has he had? All the, This goes back to our receiver conversation and why everyone wants to see them pick a first-round receiver. Their investment level in that position has been painfully low. For a team especially that throws it as much to receivers as they do, which yes. for the last couple of years has been near the top of the league. Yeah, I, I, Toby, I don't know. I mean, it's a Wednesday morning. We're talking about the wide receivers, the receivers coach. coach. Yeah. <laughs> I. It would be funny, too, if the Ravens hire a wide receivers coach after not having any good wide receivers for five years. Yeah. Maybe they need that. 803-0550. Paul's coming up to preview tonight's Carolina-Buffalo game. They're uh, at KeyBank Center, 730 face-off. It'll be a TNT game. And we still have to get to your draft thing. Yeah, we'll do it at 8 o'clock. Joe Marino, okay. we're moving him. His, his schedule at uh, the Senior Bowl moving around a little bit, so he's get, we're going to postpone him off today. So we can do that maybe at 8 o'clock about – you know this draft and positions they could take that would actually scare you. We're we're you know we're at a honeymoon is over kind of stage. Not that like the you know whatever everybody's still pretty happy about these bills as they should be, but there are a couple things that they could make people really mad. Last year in the first round, I thought it would be hard to make people mad, and this year I yeah. think it would not be hard about what they could do with their first round pick that would really look like they're going mm-hmm. away from what they clearly should be going toward. 803-0550-1888-550-2550 to join us here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.